0: So in case you can't work it out, we're basically in an episode where we're just clueless about every aspect (laughs) of this thing. It's like, we don't know who wrote it. We don't know where the tune come from. We can't work out how to sing it to come on you faithful. It's just, it's not not looking good. Um, The lyrics are great, though. They are. It's like a sermon in a song.
1: And we're back with another episode of Hymn Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm Monet Funka. And I'm Kara Devereux. And today we'll be looking at the very wonderful hymn, How Firm a Foundation. Yep. How firm indeed. Um, but before we jump in, I just want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel if you're hitting us up for the first time. We drop a weekly podcast on Monday. Um, here on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. So make sure you subscribe. We'd love to welcome you to the Him Partial family. And if you're into newsletters, we have a free one, free 99, um, at com. Go there to sign up. It is not spam. We only email you once a week and it's when a new episode drops. But the cool thing about our newsletter is that we usually have some cool bonus content. Um, exclusive stuff that you won't see anywhere else on social media but it's you have to sign up first yeah
0: Yeah. it's also the easiest way to follow our podcast because you don't even have to bother it's a one-time thing chuck Mm -hmm. your email in the box click subscribe and we deliver it straight to you that is
1: right so Cara you have a fun subject for us to talk
0: about today yes I do so It is a truth that should be universally acknowledged that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for training, for reproof, and for training in righteousness. And so today we are going to talk about him on that very subject. Nice. How firm a foundation. All right. Yep. So, Monet, do you love the word of God? Um,
1: uh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Me too. So do you know this hymn?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely do. Um, We've sung it many times um, if not at our church definitely in the past Uh, but I'm sure we've sung it at our church many times
0: it's a good one yeah good good conference song as well
1: Um, yeah you always
0: get a really rousing oh yeah rousing rendition (laughs) (laughs) um I really like this hymn and Mm -hmm. I like it even more for having dug a little deeper um so about the author (laughs) so no one's actually sure who wrote this song okay It's, (laughs) it's gonna be one of those episodes where (laughs) The answer is,
1: we don't know. It's a mystery.
0: Um, It first appeared in 1787, though, Okay. in a book called Selection of Hymns, which was compiled by one Dr. John Rippon of Carters Lane Baptist Church in London. Okay. So Rippon was pastor of the church for 63 years. (sighs) That is a goal. Good goal. (laughs) Um, I'm guessing he must have been just pastor his whole life started young and just kept going yeah um yeah he was actually one of the most well-known dissenters of the time Mm. if you remember from the isaac watts podcast episode the when i survey the Wonders cross we talked a little bit about who they were Mm -hmm. um so they're the guys that wouldn't agree to some of the restrictions put on pastors and things in in the anglican church yeah check out the other episode for uh, more detail anyway so it appeared in his book as anonymous with only the indicator k the letter very james bond special k <laughs> oh okay seriously I, th- I thought more james bond like you know how they've got like m yeah yeah i was like k Ooh.
1: and they steal that for men in black as well oh Agent. i love men
0: in black it's hilarious um in some later editions it was like kn like capital k and small n mm. yeah um and because the musical director at the church was a uh, Mr. R. Keen, it's been speculated that he might be our mystery man. Um, hmm. But we just don't know. There's no way to tell for sure. Hmm. Uh, we'll find out in heaven <laughs> when <laughs> we won't care anyway. <laughs> um, as it stands, the hymn did do well from the start. Okay. Um, and it's no surprise. It became particularly well-known in the American Civil War, actually. Wow. And it was a presidential favorite of several presidents. And I'm going to test your knowledge because I have zero knowledge of American (laughs) history. (laughs) (laughs)
1: 0.1.
0: Can you guess the presidents? At least one of them is like a fairly well-known one.
1: Washington. No. Uh, I couldn't even tell you. No. (laughs) I couldn't even
0: tell you if like that's close in time period either. (laughs)
1: Taft, I have no idea. No, um, Roosevelt.
0: Oh, Uh, but also Andrew Jackson requested it as he lay dying, and Robert E. Lee requested it to have it sung at his funeral.
1: Interessante
0: Yeah. So, uh, not only is no one sure where the words came from, it's not clear who wrote the tune either. (laughs) (laughs) This this is like a Melchizedek hymn. It appears without like origin or <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> you're a hymn forever in the order of how firm a foundation
0: <laughs> <laughs> um it is believed that the tune originated in the south and it was probably a folk tune mm. Mm. my personal theory is that it was potentially a scottish or irish uh, jig tune mm. because i was looking at it and i was reading it and then i started humming it and then i was like and i was like that could potentially be played as a slow jig Hmm. it would sound very different but the rhythm and the structure is there but that's just my personal uneducated theory
1: might you be biased
0: (laughs) me biased (laughs) whatever do you mean just look at my fiddle don't don't listen listen. (laughs) um yeah no one knows Hmm. um it's just wild speculation I should probably clarify that I'm talking about the tune that has become known as Foundation, um, not the common British tune which is called Montgomery. Montgomery, a good name. <laughs> um, it's which Montgomery sounds far less like it could be related to a jig. <laughs> um, I bet I could make it one, but um, mm. it it's not. It's a much more reserved, <laughs> a reserved tune, less bouncy and chirpy. Mm, mm. So, some really early church hymnals used a particular Christmas tune, one of the Christmas songs. Do you want to guess which one it might be? It's like a really, really, really well-known Christmas song.
1: Joy to the World? No, it doesn't work.
0: No. <laughs> um. You're close, though. It is one that like everybody sings all the time. I'm blanking,
1: and for people who know me, I'm I love Christmas. I cannot think of one single Christmas hymn right now. (laughs) It starts in
0: January in my house.
1: (laughs) It starts Um,
0: really, really early. Um, oh my goodness, I'm totally blanking. You have to tell me. It's the tune "Adeste Fidelis," which is "Come, all ye faithful." Yes. And I looked at it, and I couldn't for the life of me work out how it fits. (laughs) Um, but apparently that's that's one that used to be used for it. Um. So in case you can't work it out, we're basically in an episode where we're just clueless about every aspect of this (laughs) It's like, we don't know who wrote it. We don't know where the tune come from. We can't work out how to sing it to come on you faithful. It's just, it's not not looking good. Um, The lyrics are great though. They are. It's like a sermon in a song. It is. Um, Do you notice anything familiar about the words though?
1: Um... Not off the top of my head, just the fact that there are lyrics of a song that I've sang many times.
0: Um, Actually, this would be a good point, which I could read it. Mm. There are a couple of extra verses that we don't normally sing, Mm -hmm. but I'll read the whole thing Mm -hmm. um, and see if there's anything that you pick up on. All right. So it goes, how firm a foundation, you saints, the Lord is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you? He has said you who unto Jesus for refuge have fled in every condition in sickness in health in poverty's veil or abounding in wealth at home and abroad on the land on the sea as thy days may demand shall thy strength ever be fear not i am with thee O, oh, be not dismayed for i am thy god and will still give thee aid i'll strengthen and help thee and cause thee to stand upheld by my righteous omnipotent hand when through the deep waters i call thee to go the rivers of woe shall not thee overflow For I will be with thee, thy troubles to bless, and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. When through fiery trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all-sufficient shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee. I only design thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. And this is one of the extra verses. And you'll see that the um, language is slightly archaic, which is why we don't sing it. Hmm. Even down to old age, all my people shall prove my sovereign, eternal, unchangeable love. And when hoary hairs their temples adorn, like lambs they shall still in my bosom be born. The soul that on Jesus has leaned for repose, I will not, I will not desert to its foes. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. It's oh, so good. It is. It is. <laughs> Um, I feel like there's a
1: lot of scripture in there, but I couldn't point to yes, you where that's the thing.
0: This song is basically just like lifted from scripture <laughs> so much. It is from everywhere. It's yeah. picked from all over. Yeah. Um, that's what I was wondering if you were like, do you recognize that? <laughs> it feels like, oh, I should know
1: exactly which verse, but I can't pin it down. And I think it's what you're so saying.
0: The f- second verse of the hymn is actually one of the first verses we learned on Fighter
1: App. Oh, that's why. That's why it's in your head, and you're like, I know it.
0: I don't know where I know it from. I'm but Like, I know wait it. a minute. Yeah.
1: So just so that makes any context, Kara um, and I and another friend are in a, a little group, and we committed for a time that we probably need to get I'm back on it. Yeah. She's still doing it. I'm, the other of us have fallen off the wagon, but we committed for a time to memorizing a verse every week. And we were pretty good for it with it for a while. Um, but we were learning the same verses every week. So that's why it's familiar to me. I mean, it's scripture. That's why it's familiar to me. Yeah. But also I'm like, wait, why do I know every word is it because I know this hymn or is it because I know scripture. It's like,
0: that's a good feeling you know? though. That, mm-hmm. That's the indicator of a good hymn yeah. when you're like, Hmm. <laughs> um, although if you are looking to memorize more scripture, this is not a sponsored ad, no. but the fighter versus app is really, really useful. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, having spent the first verse kind of just saying God's word is enough. So that's a rhetorical question in the first bit. Mm -hmm. It is enough. It's sufficient. (laughs) Um, The rest of the hymn is practically lifted from scripture. Wow. So potentially, whoops, another case of plagiarism. (laughs) Not quite on the scale of um, Rock of Ages. Um,
1: Well, whoever whoever wrote it's not trying to get credit for it anyway. So I don't think it's uh, really a true case of plagiarism
0: but it's a really good example of what we talked about in our water hymns episode Mm -hmm. about a month back of good hymns being saturated with scripture. Yep. So yeah, the, um, the verse references are taking out the extra verses that we don't normally sing. You've got verse two comes from Isaiah 43, verse 10. Mm -hmm. Then verse three comes from Isaiah 43, verse two. Verse four comes from two Corinthians twelve nine and verse five comes from Hebrews thirteen fifteen. And it's fitting that the words come from Scripture and are so closely um practically quotes of Scripture because it's a song about foundation. Yeah. It's <laughs> our <there a> foundation. <laughs> Makes sense. Like
1: <laughs> And it's firm. It's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just realized actually. I should probably explain um if you noticed the fake Jane Austen quote at the beginning um there was a reason for that
1: what fake Jane Austen quote the, you know
0: it's a truth universally acknowledged
1: I didn't realize that was a fake Jane Austen oh, quote God sorry i'm not cool enough you guys probably caught if you caught it leave a comment and say monet you're crazy you should have caught this (laughs) because i definitely did not sorry
0: it's fine (laughs) um but i should explain that for those who did catch it which is probably nobody (laughs) no but i made myself laugh um yeah so it's really bizarre but back in the pre- C-O-V-I-D days <laughs> of yore when cinemas were still thing. I can't say the word because it's YouTube. Really? Yeah, no, they they squash anything oh. that mentions anything related to you-know-what.
1: But can you spell it?
0: I don't know. Can YouTube spell? Uh, we'll find out. Guys, if you're not watching this because it's down. <laughs> anyway, so back in the, the days of yore, <laughs> um, I went to see Emma when it came out. Mm. And... That's, um the new one with Bill Nye. It was quite good. Mm. Um and I was really surprised, and partly for through part way through the film, the score is just like the musical score in the film is just going and she starts like walking up a hill or something. And the next thing is this 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 uh group of voices starts singing How Firm Foundation. Really? I know. I was thrown by it. Mm-hmm. Even weirder though was that I, l- I heard it and I turned to the person I was with and I was like, that sounds like Maddie Pryor and the Carnival Band, which is a really obscure band from donkey's tales ago. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I saw the credits and it was Maddie Pryor <laughs> and the Carnival Band singing How Far a Foundation. Um, I thought they'd broken up years ago. Anyway, features <laughs> in the new Emma, which surprised me. All right. Um, But it was a decent movie and had a decent score. So I'm, I'm not mad. Do you think that... Um
1: we're so post-Christian that when Christian songs show up in te- television and movies, it's just like about the atmosphere.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was partly. So I would have expected it to be in the church scenes, mm-hmm. if anything. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that particular film tried quite hard to give authentic music. Mm-hmm. So the kind of style that would have been there around that time period. Mm. And I figure that it was a popular song at the time. Yeah. And it has a folksy feel and,
1: and why Yeah. Not? Why put it not? in there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um do you know the funny thing about the film? What? <laughs> they credited a like a, a dog stunt team thing. I was watching the film and we saw this come up in the credits and I was like, I'm not dog in that film. And then the second time I watched it, I basically spent the entire two hours (laughs) looking
1: for the dog. Looking for
0: the dog. And I found it. (laughs) And if any of you know where it is, comment and I'll tell you if you're right. Um, But this is a total tangent. I do apologize. Yes. Um, This hymn may not have a known writer and we may not know where the tune came from. um, But it doesn't actually matter because we know for sure where the words are drawn from. Mm -hmm. And so we can sing it wholeheartedly. Yep. Yeah, so if you look at this, it is a hymn written to people in distress. Mm. And it's written to remind them of God's all-sufficient and unfailing promises. Mm -hmm. Has God promised to care for you? Yes. Mm -hmm. Has he let you down yet? Even once? Even just a little bit? No. No. So put your trust in his promises, Christian, and let's go.
1: A. Amen, amen. I love this song, and I love that we got a chance to speak about it today. Really, this is—it's um, almost like a motto, like a like a anthem for the Christian. Like our foundation um, is so unshakable in the Word of God; it is so immovable in the Word of God. And as um, people who appreciate the written hymns that um, our brothers and sisters before us have given us throughout generations of, yeah. of church history. Um, we're grateful that their foundation was also this same foundation that we're talking about. So it is kind of like a Christian like Anthem, like, yes, yeah. this is our foundation. Let's rejoice in the word by literally just singing it. I mean, when, when we had our exclusive psalmody episode, um, we spoke about how it's it's no question that we should sing scripture. Yeah. Um, and I think it's worth exploring in future episodes um, and we've got a few guests in mind to talk about it. But um, the, the it is no question. If you have a question right now and you're like, should we be singing scripture? Like, let me just help you. Yes, we should. And to get... Um, so much truth from scripture in this hymn and to have that and be able to sing it. Yeah. It, it's wonderful. It's a great encouragement to us. So I really appreciate that we took the time to,
0: I think as well, this hymn is growing in importance and will grow in importance as you know, we had postmodernism back at, at the tail end of the twenty. 25- 20th 20th century, (laughs) 20th century. And that has, is still having impact on us now Mm -hmm. where truth is a relative thing. Mm -hmm. And there is no, in in the secular world, in the non-Christian world, there is no firm foundation. Truth is a constantly shifting subjective thing. Mm -hmm. And so as believers, this is an important principle and it's an important song because we have this foundation. Mm-hmm. It has not changed mm-hmm. and it will not change. And it's the only thing we can build on. Yep. So. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Go learn this hymn. <laughs> go learn it, go memorize. And
1: again, not sponsored, download Fireverse. It is an excellent way to memorize yes. scripture. I think we need to get the group back together and see if we could start again we uh, do. From from whatever week we're in on the year. But um, until next time, we pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. I'm Monet. I'm Cara. Bye. Bye.